The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your host, Uncanny Thomas Logue, and Astonishing Amy Logue. All right, here we are with another episode of the Comic Relief Podcast. I'm going to say it first. Spoiler alert. Because we are going to talk about Avengers Endgame, which came out this Thursday. And we saw it opening night at 9.50 p.m. And uh, surprisingly, Amy stayed awake for the whole thing. Barely. But before we get into Avengers Endgame, I want to talk about how long it took to build up this entire series of movies. The first movie that started this entire chain for the MCU was Iron Man 1, which came out, do you know what year? Ten years ago. Ten years ago, because they don't technically now, like, I guess 11, because they Mm -hmm. do the studio, make Mm -hmm. it a 10. Iron Man 1 came out in 2008, and that was a long time ago that Mm -hmm. this entire thing builds up to Avenger, Avengers Endgame. Do you remember anything about the first Iron Man movie? Barely. So the one thing I remember about the first Iron Man movie is when they first cast Robert Downey Jr. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. I had my doubts. I only knew Robert Downey Jr. as like a washed up dude from like 80s movies. Like he'd been all drugged out and after his career and stuff like that. So I thought this dude's not going to be good as Iron Man. There's no way. And then within about five minutes to ten minutes into the movie, I was like he is Tony Stark. Like, he nailed it. I can't see anyone else as Tony Stark except for Robert Downey Jr. No. Nope. So the next movie that came out after Iron Man 1 was the... Oh my god, are we going through all the movies? That's what I said. That's okay. literally all what right, I said. Right, okay, just... we're, we're not going to talk about all of them. Okay. Just certain ones okay, that okay. I have memories about. Or maybe that you have memories about. And you're like, you know what I really like? Is that scene with Thor and his shirt off? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so the next movie is The Incredible Hulk. Which didn't really tie into the MCU Mm-mm. in any real way other than it had the Hulk in it and then at the very end they do the stinger about hey you know what we're forming a team called the Avengers you didn't really like the Hulk movie no I didn't like any of the Hulk movies really all right so next we're gonna go down to (laughs) Iron Man 2 electric boogaloo so Iron Man 2 was kind of cool because it introduced War Machine but originally it was not the current actor it was what's his name who's now on that one show he's on Empire Oh, yes, 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 yes. But apparently he wanted more money or something like that. Wanted to make as much money as Robert Downey Jr. or some, some. So they're like, yeah, no, cool, boot. And then um, now we have the new actor who is... Okay, clearly Amy and I are both the worst people to remember people's name. But the new War Machine guy is an actor that I actually really like. Don Cheadle? Yes, there Don we go. Cheadle. Isn't it Don, Don Cheadle? Cheadle. And he was also in a show with uh, um, Kristen Bell. What show? Um, it was an HBO show. Oh, the one about the business thing? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I really like him as War Machine. He, um, way more charismatic. I think he's a lot more funnier, like, when he's trying to tell his stories of, like, stuff that he did in War as War Machine. You have anything to add? Looks nope. like you're staring off nope. into space. No, 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 I was. Sorry. All right. So next on the list, we have the first Thor movie, which I actually really liked. The only thing I didn't really like about the first Thor movie is they kind of tied fantasy and futuristic, like, they had the flying cars with laser beams, and I'm way more used to like why aren't they just riding on pegasus and valkyries and stuff I like that barely remember this movie how could you not remember anything with chris hemsworth in it he's you literally a, a god bigger crush on chris hemsworth than i do yes yes i do i'll even admit it so since apparently you don't remember anything about that movie which means we should be watching all these all over again next we're gonna go to captain america the first avenger <sighs> 
Do you remember this one? Yes, this is like when he was like young and stuff. Yeah, okay. And that's what that's what you came away with, huh? He was young and stuff. This is what basically introduces us to Captain America. Yes. How he gets when his he super like soldier serum. When he was like skinny and like little. And then he gets a super soldier serum and uh -huh. comes out super buff. Big and big. And then do you remember who the villain was in the first Avenger? Kind of important. Was he Hydra? Isk. He was Hydra Isk. Sure. But yeah. do you know who it was? Was it a girl? No, it was not a girl. It wasn't that crazy girl that with the serum and That would be Wonder Woman that you're thinking about. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. Both did happen during war times, but that's Wonder Woman that you're thinking about. It's Red Skull. Oh right. Why is Red Skull important? Uh, cause his skull is red. That's exactly it. His skull, ladies and gentlemen, is red. That's how he came up with his name. He's also the guardian of the gap. We've seen him twice since Captain America First Avenger. Um, we literally just saw him this past movie. We saw him in Endgame. I remember, but he like kind of like protects one of the stones. Yes, he protects the soul stone. Mm -hmm. He's the one that says you have to sacrifice something in order to get the stone. Oh, that was him. That's him. Oh my God, yes. All right. He's floaty. He's floaty. So that's where we see Red Skull again. So that's one important thing that comes away from Captain America. He's First not Avenger, red in that. Yes, his face is red. No, not really. Yeah, He's it's just black. you can't see it. The rest of his body's mm -hmm. all cloaky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So other than us getting Captain America from First Avenger, Red Skull plays an important part in the later movies. Next we have uh, the first Avengers movie, just called The Avengers. That was a good one. That was a good one. The first Avengers was really good. It was written was by... Was it original six? Yeah, and I think it was written by Joss Whedon. I think so. Because it had all the banter and the funny. Mm -hmm. Next we go to what I believe is the worst MCU movie ever created. Probably even worse than any of the X-Men uh, Marvel movies that have been created. Probably one of the worst movies ever created. Do you know what it is? Can, can I get the first letter? Well, since it all are named after the heroes, giving away the first letter, which is I, might give it away. Iron Man 3. Yes, Iron Man 3 is the worst movie. It should have been called Tony Stark walking around with a little boy, but it might have been kind of weird. Alright, so next down the line we come down to Thor the Dark World. Do you have any thoughts on Thor the Dark World? Barely remember. Is that movie. is that the one no, it's not the one with the Hulk. No. no. That is Ragnarok. That's um, Thor the Dark World. I don't know why that came out like I that. I don't know. Just keep going. But um Thor the Dark World. Nope. Nope, you got nothing. So Rainbow Bridge. All of them have the Rainbow Bridge. As, as long as it's Asgard, there's the Rainbow Bridge. Okay. So the thing with Thor the Dark World for me is that it borrowed heavily from Walt Simonson's comic, which included having Melkith and Curse, both which were... And you liked them, the whole group. Well, the, well no, but no, you, the liked Warriors the, three. you liked the Warriors 3 yeah. and the, the gang, the chain gang. That's not a chain gang. But they basically <laughs> gave Malkith like the black and white face by being struck by lightning, which is totally different than the comics. And Curse was actually a curse bestowed on Dark Elves that would change him into a thing, rather than one dude who had a tragic story thanks to Malkith. All right, so next we go to Captain America Winter Soldier. This is when she, he meets her. He meets her? That sounds like a movie. No, I mean, like, when he meets, um, uh... Who is he? Captain America. Uh, meets. And then meets his love of his life. Uh, the older version of her, yes. Yes. But do you know what is more significant about Winter Soldier? I like that you're skimming, like, the important details here. What do you mean? Winter Soldier. Well, there was a Winter Soldier. Who is Winter Soldier? Um, Bucky. Yes. So Bucky, who we thought was dead from Captain America First Avenger... Comes back. Turns out to be Spoiler. alive. I think it's too late for spoilers. It's been, I don't know, like 
eight years since that came out. Um, so the big thing with uh, Captain America Winter Soldier for me was in the comics I've never actually liked the character Winter Soldier because he was a huge retcon and the writer who brought him in basically made him go through and kill a previous version of Captain America's sidekick which was Nomad which you may or may not know I am a super big fan of. So he basically shot Nomad in the back like a coward and that's to prove that he was ooh I'm Winter Soldier. So in the comics I was really reluctant of the character so when the movie came out the movie yeah when the movie came out i was like i'm not gonna like it because it's winter soldier and i can't stand that character i walked away coming out with winter soldier might be one of my favorite characters now from the movie not from the comics he looks so comfortable she is talking about odin moxie's by her feet next on the line was the surprise hit do you know what that was ant-man no the other Guardians. Spider-Man. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy. We love Guardians. Yes, the first Guardians of the Galaxy took a bunch of nobodies. It's borrowed heavily from Dan Abnett and Annie Lanning's story in the comics. And they basically took that version of the Guardians of the Galaxy and made him this big surprise hit. Like, I think Guardians was a big hit for everyone. No one knew what to expect. Right, and the music was awesome. Yeah, and it had a great soundtrack. Thanks mm-hmm. to Peter Quill being stuck pretty much in the 80s and then when he was abducted as a kid in space, so 80s right. music was all he knew. Sort of like me, without the abduction. Although my wife does think sometimes I do get abducted by aliens because I don't remember things that she tells me. Yep. Different story. Alien Tom. <laughs> Next down the line, we're going to go to Avengers Age of Ultron. Do you remember anything about this Barely. Story? This is a story that introduces Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh, right. Yes, it introduces the Maximoff twins. Right, and they were in that city, and it almost like... Blew yes. up. Ultron and... lifted it up into yeah, the ground, yeah, which is yeah. a story. Kind I don't of think bar- I like this movie as much. No, no. It was, I mean, it was like a setup kind of movie because it gave us Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. But Quicksilver, spoiler alert, does not make it. Uh, him and Hawkeye have some bantering about being quick enough. And then one of the times he saves, uh, I think it's Hawkeye or some kids. And kids. Uh, he gets shot and dies for it. Next after that was the movie that I swore I thought I wouldn't like because of the main actor. Ant-Man. Yes. Uh, if you listen to the previous podcast, which he you hates probably Paul should. Rudd. I hated Paul Rudd. So if you listen to the previous podcast, I've talked about... I love about, Paul Rudd. I know you do. But in the previous podcast, I had always said, you know, Paul Rudd is the worst casting. I can't believe they're casting him. Blah, blah, blah. I should have learned my lesson from Robert Downey Jr. and just stopped complaining about it because Ant-Man came away as probably almost one of my favorite movies just below Guardians of the Galaxy which is a surprise because I swore I was not going to like it but it had so many great moments and so many great characters right like his partners in that are hilarious with the ones with the band alright next on the line we are at Captain America Civil War do you remember this one? This one had a bunch of great moments. This is when the two teams fight each other. You have, like, Iron Man's team fighting Captain America's team. Oh, right, 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 right. Is this where we we didn't see Spider-Man yet, This right? No, this is the first time we, we see, see Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right. Because uh, Iron Man calls in a favor, and Spider-Man shows up and zoom, takes Captain America's shield. Got it, got it, got it. A lot of great banter, a lot of great moments, because all this time uh, in the MCU, Ant-Man has only ever shrank. In this movie, he says, hey, I have a secret. And it goes super big, and it's the first time we see it. And yeah, it's it was pretty really, cool. really, really great. All right. Next down the line, we go to... Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No, Doctor Strange. Oh, I like Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange was a really, really good movie. I thought it was really, really, blah, really well done. Uh, I liked all the characters. 
Yeah. And I like the actor. Yeah. That's why I was saying, I know you like it because you like... Sherlock. Yeah. Or whatever his real name is. Benedict Cumberbatch. There you go. All right. Next on the list is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Two. Volume 2. So what do you think of this movie? Do you remember? I liked it. I liked it. I didn't much like his dad situation and the whole like being going a to planet. being a living planet and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I liked it because the um, Mantis Mantis came in and I like Mantis and I like Drax and Mantis. Yeah, the combination of uh, Drax and Mantis was hilarious. For Peter Quill and Ego, the living planet, Ego is actually a real character in the comics, but is not Peter Quill's father in nope. the comics. So they took some liberties as they do with all the movies, but that was, that was a weird one, I thought. But it was a cool introduction that, you know, it was shows them. Was it as good as the first one? Though? No. Oh, no. My big problem with the second one that I've complained about a couple of times is at the beginning, they're fighting that battery monster, and it's Groot dancing around the whole thing, and it focuses on Groot when I'm like, I want to see what's happening in the background. But they knew Groot was their moneymaker for cute characters. I think they kind of ruined it later, though, because he was, like, very popular, Groot was, and then I think when they made him teenage Groot, like, well, they I never did not most did teenagers anything. are a little... Yeah, but I don't think people talked about Groot as much after he became no, a teenager. No. Like, when no. he was the big Groot and then the baby Groot, people loved it. Right. So that was Guardians 2. Next we get, finally, um, not actually part of Disney's uh, MCU movie, but Disney and, and Sony made a deal. We get Spider-Man Homecoming. Do you remember this one? Yes. It's the one where Peter uh, wants to go out and date, and the father happens to be the same dude who is the Vulture. It was good. It was a good movie. There was a lot of great moments in that movie. Um, Peter Parker's best friend is hilarious. Little chubby kid. He's funny. What's his name? Uh, in the movie, I don't remember. Okay. Next is probably the one that you like the most for Thor, and it is Thor Ragnarok. I like Thor Ragnarok. It is a great movie. Uh, it's got the action. It's got the humor. It's got a ton of humor and a lot of great dialogue. So the one scene where he's like, oh, I know him. He works with me. I watched an interview with Chris Hemsworth, and he said that actually it was one of the kids of one of the people on the set that told him, you should say this. So it was like... Like not even oh, so it was like an improv scene. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Next on the line we have Black Panther. Well, I mean, amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. Amazing movie. We talked about it. It won the Academy Award. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. It was a really, really well done movie. Um, not only because it had all these African-American characters, but a bunch of strong female characters. It was altogether a very well done movie. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it not too long ago in one of our podcasts. Uh, next we go to the big one that uh, everyone was super shocked about is Avengers Affinity War. That's the one where Thanos snaps his finger and more than half the world, including the Avengers, all Die. turn to dust. And uh, it seemed like during this movie that they were going to use the time stone to go back but in no. time. Yeah, let's not get there yet. But they don't because it feels like that would have been the easy way out is using the time stone. But they don't do that. We'll get to that in a moment. All right. Next we go to Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, anything with Ant-Man I think is good. Yeah. And this was a good movie because it also brought in Hope. And mm-hmm. uh, she was a super kick character. She was in the first Ant-Man, but she didn't really get too much of a chance to shine as a hero because she didn't have her own costume until the very end of Ant-Man. So in this one, we get to actually see her shine as a hero. And the um, the villain chick who's like a trans-dimensional kind of thing was actually pretty cool. Her name was Ghost, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And then this one we just talked about in our last podcast, Captain Marvel. It was 
was great. It was a great movie, so we don't even really have to go over it again. Just listen to our previous podcast to hear all our thoughts on Captain Marvel. And then now we are finally to the last one. We are at Avengers Endgame. What did you think? Well, I was tired. <laughs> you were tired. Like I said, we did start seeing it at 9.50 p.m. on Thursday night. And it's a three-hour movie. Literally a full three-hour movie. A three-hour tour. I cried. I laughed. I was sentimental. Like, it was just kind of like a big ribbon at the end. Like, I felt like it was an homage to everyone who watched all 21 movies whose husband made them watch all 21 movies. Oh, and you regret watching them. No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, and then at this point movie it just felt like it was like hey we know that you guys have been through a lot with us and we're gonna give you something that's gonna like really like blow your socks and that's what they do i mean they they go through everyone's character they don't they don't skip they don't skip anyone for example we see hawkeye with his family uh wait spoiler alerts we already said that i said that in the beginning where i was like i'm not gonna make the same mistake with captain marvel i'll say spoiler in the beginning we see Hawkeye with his family. He's got his wife. He's got a son. A daughter. Two sons, two sons that are twins and a daughter. And he's teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow and stuff like that. And the two kids are off playing and the wife's like cooking some food. And she's like, I got like ketchup, mayonnaise, and mustard. And the daughter's like, who puts mustard on their hot dog? And he's like, I'm a full ketchup kind of guy. And that's it's, the the way it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Oh, someone said who puts mustard on their, on their hot who dog. Who puts ketchup on their I think it's the other way. I think she says we have no, ketchup, mayonnaise, no, and mustard. it's just because you like ketchup. No, I don't think that. I mean, I love ketchup, but I don't think that's it. I so anyway, <laughs> someone wanted ketchup or mustard, and Hawkeye uh, goes to... But this is, like, let's just be real, though. This is, like, where Hawkeye was at the end of the last movie. Yeah. Like, he had no idea that this was going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his family... Years. Yeah, so he goes to pick up some arrows, and suddenly his family's gone, and he's, like, wa- walking around at first, calling for him, but then when he can't see him, he starts to panic. And uh, he adopts a disguise that he used in the comics, which is Ronan, and starts going after various uh, criminal organizations and taking them out. But in a very bloody, like, Yeah, he's, way. like, no holds barred, like, cutting people. He's he's dropped his bow skit and pretty much turned to swords, and he's, like, chopping people to he's pieces. He's like, I'm going to kick but he was gunning after everyone. It's eventually Black Widow who, when it comes down to it, she goes out and finds him and tells Well, you're him. skipping a lot. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm focusing like on Hawkeye's story right now about how she's the one who goes out and finds him. And you know that they have a history together. And when it comes time for recruiting, um, it's her that, you know, she's there and he's like, I've done some bad stuff. I can't be an Avenger. And she pretty much says, we've all done some bad things. And then they hold hands and they recruit Hawkeye as Ronan. Mm-hmm. And what else do you have? There is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel does show up. She does show up. She saves Tony. Well, explain how she saves Tony. So Tony's got like what? Like barely any... Like less than a day of, of air Of life. air left. And he's Him been and talking. Nebula. He's been talking into his helmet. And Recording all of a sudden... Everything. Captain Marvel shows up and she flies him back to Earth, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I get that she's got all these powers, but she's got a lot of powers. She is extremely powerful in the movie. She's extremely powerful. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. You know, but I mean, so she flies him back and then there he is. And I think you missed an important scene from that interaction between Tony and Nebula when they're both trapped in that ship. Oh, I know. And Nebula gave him all the food. The food. Like, he offers the food and she turns it away. Yeah, Nebula, like, 
really turned into a good person. She did. She did. This whole movie, she, uh, it was about her redemption in this movie as well. Yeah. So Tony came back and they f- tried to figure out where um, Thanos is and they figured it out. So they all band together. It's this, it's, it's like what? Cap? Uh, it's Captain Marvel. It's Captain America. It's Thor. Hulk. Who wears clothes now. Yeah, and glasses. And is a little bougie. It's (laughs) to explain that. So Hulk kind of, he kind of gets a midway point between being Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So he's not as big as he is as a Hulk, but he's not as small as he is as Bruce Banner. But he's pretty funny. He's kind of got this middle point uh, and people all recognize him, obviously, because he's green. And so when they're at the little cafe, the girls come asking for his autograph. And a selfie. Yeah, and a selfie. And then, um, who was it that was like, hey, do you want a selfie with me? Ant-Man. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I- I'm, I'm Ant-Man. But like, we're oh. skipping, because when they went to go take Thanos, Ant-Man wasn't there yet. Yeah. Anyway, so they all show up at They that. all show up, and they find Thanos, and they kill him. Yeah, so it's Thor who kills him. Thor, you know. Yeah, but... Oh, Nebula was there. Nebula was, was yeah. Because he says, oh, you know, maybe I misjudged you, daughter, blah, 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 but, blah. And then Thor chops his head off, and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I was going for the head. Because that's what they said, that's what Thanos said last time, before but he snapped his finger. Nothing happened. Yeah. So then it fast forwards to Well, because to they, five you remember he years. said, I burned the gauntlets? Right, he burned, he burned he the burned gems. The so then it fast forwards to five years. Yes. So five years into the future moves forward in the movie, and we see... Black Widow is in charge of everybody. Yep. And then everyone kind of, like, has their place, like... Captain Marvel does his her, her whole thing with the universe. Yeah, she's out flying in space. And, um, War Machine. War Machine was one of them. And then Captain America was off doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing like a self-help class yes. situation. Uh, for people who right. survived the great purge of right. Thanos' snap. Right. And then Iron Man, Tony Stark's out living his best life. And it, what makes it so good is he, he is now married to Pepper Potts and they have a daughter, mm-hmm. Rocket. Mm-hmm. Rocket was one of them, right? I think so. I can't mm-hmm. remember now. Anyway, so she's like cutting it all up and they're trying to keep everything settled, but yeah. things are kind of crazy and people aren't super happy with, because I mean, basically half of the population's gone. Yeah. And even five years later when it shows, like cars are still in ruin on the sides of the road, like automobiles are crashed into walls and stuff like that. So it looks like nothing has been cleaned up because half the population of the earth is just gone. So we're sitting there and um, Black Widow is at her desk. Captain America comes back and they're like having like a conversation. On the side, so we're, there's the van, Scott Lang's van, yeah, so, where he's still stuck in. Yeah, so if we go back, uh, Scott Lang had gone into the um, microverse thing, whatever, and um, Janet... Hank Pym and Hope all turned to dust outside. They were the ones who were supposed to pull him back out when he was ready, so they had turned to dust. So his car ends up impounded. Go ahead from there. So anyway, he's in an impound thing, and then a little rat goes over where the his like, sequence. like his dashboard area was, and then like gets him out, and he pops out, and he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And then he... Oh, it was Scott who was walking through the streets. He's right. The so then he tries to find his daughter. His daughter's still alive. He's trying to figure everything out. And then right when... I want to stop right there. So when we saw Scott Lang's daughter in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, to me she looked like eight. She's like eight. Eight. And then so when we see her in Endgame, she looks like she's 15 or 16. So that's she's a little bit old, more than she's five like years. She's old 13. Yeah. So um, he shows up 
at the Avengers pad. Yeah, at their driveway. And um, kind of like says like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, you remember me? I'm Scott Lang. I'm Batman. I'm the guy who turned really big. He basically tells them exactly what he went through. Right. And what the, he thinks that they can do to go back into the past to fix everything. Yeah, because he finds out that it's been five years since he disappeared into the back of the van. When he comes out, for him, only five minutes had gone by. So he'd only aged, like, while he was in the quantum realm, it's only been, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, if time is different in the quantum realm, maybe we can use it to basically jump backwards to go get the Infinity Stones before Thanos gets it and that whole spiel. And the one thing that I brought up after that is if that had been true, then Janet would not have aged as much as she did because she continued to age at a normal rate. He does say it's a chaotic, you know, yeah. area in the quantum realm. But I just thought that was like a little weird that he's like, oh, no, it's only like five minutes for me, even though it's five years for you. Then it would have only been 40 minutes for Janet versus 40 years. So Scott was like, basically, can we find somebody who can figure this out for us? So they go find Tony Stark. Who's got the biggest brain. Who's got the biggest brain. And he's like living in a beautiful like log house by a lake with mm. Pepper and his daughter. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. You we know, already like, tried. We've already lost. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it comes and, down to just like Pepper talking to him. Just like, are you ever going to be able to like... Yeah, will you ever be go. able to rest. Yeah. And he can't. So then he shows up. Well, first, you have to explain that he... So they have this theory on the on the quantum time jump thing. And uh, Scott Lang pretty much explains how it works. And then Tony Stark says, are you basing your knowledge of quantum time jumping on Back to the Future? And then Scott Lang's like, no. And then so Tony Stark, obviously being Tony Stark, tells him, no way, not going to do it. And then he continues to work on it anyway, just because it's a challenge for Tony Stark. And then after a little while, he actually finds a way that it's like 99.98% accuracy to Mm -hmm. jump back in time and be able to do what they want to do. I mean, let's just fast forward. So they all figure it out and they can do it. But... But... They have to go find Thor. Yes. Yeah. So they want Thor as part of their team because they know Thor is still alive. So they send Rocket and Hulk? Yes. I think it was Rocket. It's definitely Hulk for sure. So there's an area of... I don't know. They call like, it New Asgard. Yeah. It's like a fishing But it, it looks like Ireland. They go find him. And what's her face? Valkyrie. Valkyrie is there. And she's like, he only comes down once a month to get this. To restock. And then she and like looks over and it's like a whole bunch of like kegs of like. Mead. Mead. They go up to his house and he's like full on let it go dad bod. So he pretty much has my body. Still sexy. But. I think. But he's got like a gut. He's got like man boobs. He, he let <laughs> He's got dreads now. Uh, his beard is like super long and un- untaken care of. And he's living with... Yes, and that was a good thing. He, uh, We find out, as I said, Valkyrie is alive. And we also find out Korg is alive. And so is his little uh, friend, Korg's little friend. So Korg is playing Fortnite. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like... Hey Thor, that boy's on the on the game again, and Thor takes the the microphone. It's like, listen here, boy, you get off this game before I fly to your basement where you lived with your mother, rip off your arms, and shove it up your. It was pretty funny. But let's just be real. Thor looks like the big Lebowski. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the entire yeah. running joke. Yeah. Even Stark, uh, when they're, when Thor, they convince Thor by saying, hey, you know what? We have mead on the uh, ship. And Thor's like, all right, fine, I'll go. So when they're there at their little Avengers thing and Tony's there and stuff like that, he walks by Thor, who's got like his sunglasses on, like a robe, t-shirt and like a jog- gut. Yeah, jogging pants. And he's like, hey, move over, big Lebowski. It's clearly like the intention. He calls of him Lebowski. Like there's joke. a good, there's a 
good few times when you watch, you see Thor on the screen and his hands are down his pants. Yeah, he's got his hand like Al Bundy style with his hand down his pants, kind of like sitting there resting. So anyway, they try to figure out that if they can get the stones, they can pinpoint where all the stones are. They can get it all back together before... Before Thanos does. Yes. One thing we should go back on that I just remembered. Before they, before um, Tony agreed to help him, uh, Bruce Banner was like, hey, you know what? I think I can figure it out myself. And then so they send Scott Lang back in time through the little <laughs> machine that Banner had. And he comes back as like a teenager. And then they're like, oh, no, no, no. Push him back. And they push him back in, push him forward. And then he comes out like an old man. And then they push him back, push him forward again. And he comes out like a baby. And then they push him back, push him forward again. And he comes back. And then Scott Lang's like, hey, uh, I think I wet myself. I'm not sure if it's the old version, the baby version, or if I just did it. <laughs> that was really, really good. Scott Lang killed it. Or Rot, Paul Rudd did. Yeah, he really does. So we're going to fast forward to them. Like, basically, they split up into teams. Split in teams to try to each of them get a stone and bring it back. Which stone do you want to start with? Uh, we don't have to go through all of them. Um, the big one, though, is, I think, is the time stone when Hulk goes back and he talks to, I just remember his ancient one. I can't remember her name now though the one who taught dr strange um she kind of refuses to give it to him and then um hulk's sitting there trying to convince her is like i can't walk away like if you don't like everything goes wrong and he eventually explains that dr strange actually surrendered the stone to thanos after like peering into the future and she realizes well if he did that he must have had a plan and gives him the stone yeah because there was like x amount of times that dr strange said that there was only one yeah it's like one in 14 million one in 14 million that it would happen yeah that was that actually a huge part not a huge but it's a it's a big thing it's a big thing you know there's a conversation later about it yeah so then the soul stone yeah so we get to the soul stone which is a pretty um that team is i want to say hawkeye and um black widow and red skull shows up as i said earlier in the podcast and he says in order to get the soul stone one of you has to basically sacrifice what you love and so Hawkeye and Black Widow start basically fighting, like, I'm not going to let you do it. It's going to be me. I'm not going to let you do it. And Hawkeye's like, well, I'm the one who's really effed up. I've lost everything. Just let me do it. And they go back and forth trying to fight each other. And they're, like, shooting bows at each other, wrapping rope around each other. And finally, it looks like Hawkeye's the one who's going to do it. Like, he's got Black Widow down, and he runs and jumps. And Black Widow uses her freaking little stinger thing, wraps it around him, shoves it under his like bracelet and then as he goes over the cliff they both slam into the wall and he grabs her hand before she falls and then she says please just let me go basically she said like i've spent five years trying to make this right yeah and just let me go and he really didn't want to let her go but fyi black widow dies she dies and And does not come back does not come back it's very sad yes making me a little teary right now. <laughs> and um, so they get the stone. Yep. So there's that stone and then there is, well, Thor met his mom. They go back to the time on the day that Thor's mom uh, is killed by Melketh and stuff like that. So he gets to see his mom and talk to her. Now I'm a teary. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so he talks to her and stuff like that. And they end up, um, so Rocket needs Thor to talk to his girlfriend in order to distract her so that Rocket can inject the thing and siphon the stone. We're going to put a pin in this. I had to go to the bathroom at this point, so I didn't watch this. Oh, so yeah. (laughs) Not she's not going to the bathroom right now. This is during the movie. Rocket's like, you talk to your woman, and basically I'll sneak up behind her, and he has like a little thing to siphon the the stone stuff out of her. And so Thor's like, okay, I can do it. And then he starts walking over. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it because he's all super out of shape, so he can't talk to her. So Rocket's like, ah. 
So Rocket basically runs in there himself, punctures her, siphons it out, and then he's end up, he ends up being chased by all the guards and runs up to Thor and he's like, we gotta go now! And then Thor's mom's like, no, 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 everything's fine. You guys are good to go. Yeah, she got it. Yeah. So that was that stone, that stone, that stone. There was Captain America's stone where he said, Oh, yeah, that was a good scene. So since um, Captain America and stuff like that knows already about who Hydra is, there's a scene where he walks in the elevator and uh, they've got, I believe it's the test rock stone. And mm -hmm. um, so he walks in there and he's like, hey, I'm going to need this. And they're like, no, you can't have it. And he's like, ah, don't worry. Hail Hydra. And they're all shocked that Captain America is part of the Hydra thing, which is... A great scene because then it just shows him walking out of the elevator with it and then uh, what's funny is the Captain America of the past comes up and he's like it's Loki because he thinks it's Loki taking Captain America's form but it's actually the present time Captain America and those two end up duking it out and having a, a good old fight about it it was mm -hmm. actually a really good fight and then Loki ends up with a test rack <laughs> Yeah, the, that, that whole fight happens, and then, um, so there's a plan to get it, like, downstairs, and the past version of the team makes Hulk walk down the stairs, and when he reaches the bottom stairs, like, pre uh, present time Tony Stark is walking by, and Hulk kind of kicks down the door and goes, I hate stairs, and knocks out Robert Downey Jr. before he can get the Tesseract Stone, and the stone basically slides in front of Loki, who was imprisoned at the time, and basically picks up the stone and then teleports away. And that's how he got the stone. Yep. They got some stones, not all the stones... Iron oh, Man yeah, yeah. So they have to Cap. do another jump back. Yeah, Iron Man and Captain. Well, they try to figure out when the Tesseract and all of Hank Pym's... Pym particles. Pym particles would be at the same time, so they could yeah. come back in time. Yeah, so they do one more jump back instead of jumping forward, and they go back to 1970. And this allows Tony Stark an opportunity to meet his father and basically talk to him and uh, basically thank him for everything, kind of tell him, mm -hmm. ah, you know what, everything turns out all right. Yeah. And then, um, so they have all the stones. Oh, and that's where Cap meets. Uh, Cap gets to see the love of his, love of his life again. Right. Because he he is uh, hiding away in a in a when they're looking for him in the hallway, he ducks into an office and doesn't realize it's hers, and then sees her through the window. I don't think we've we've talked about this, but they've gotten all these stones. But at the end of the day, they have to return all these stones uh, back yeah. to the same times they were in. So the like the, the time, time strain, strain doesn't, doesn't split. split. Yeah, so that's something that um, it, it'll Dr. come up Strange's, later for sure. Yeah. So anyway, they get all the stones. They have the gauntlet. Yeah. Pretty much. I think we're missing a stone, but I can't remember which one we're missing. Um. Oh my God, we're totally missing something. Hmm. Nebula. What about her? Oh, so that's <laughs> so that's who we're missing. We're meeting. We're missing Peter Quill's uh, stone. Nebula is on a team with War Machine, I think it was, and they go back and they're basically there to fo follow Peter Quill when he gets the Infinity Stone, the one that uh, Ronan eventually mm -hmm. gets a hold of. So they're following and then what happens is Nebula has like this freaking seizure and stuff like that. And then past Nebula, and who is there at the same Nebula time. current Nebula yeah, are like... They basically share a, a mind link. Mm -hmm. So past Nebula, who is with Thanos and still quote unquote evil, basically reveals what the plan is. Mm -hmm. With Gamora. Yeah, with Gamora. And so current Nebula is like, I don't know what just happened. Something weird just happened. And so they basically follow Peter Quill. He gets the Infinity Stone and stuff like that. And so they get all the stones. And they get all together. Uh-huh. And then they go to... They remake the they gauntlet. Re they remake the gauntlet. Because the original gauntlet is burnt out. So Tony Stark ends up making a mechanical version of the gauntlet. 
Mm-hmm. With the uh, Iron Man. Well, thing. past Nebula takes current Nebula's place. Place. Yeah. So they capture her. So that's a big thing. Yeah. So cur- past Nebula, evil Nebula, let's call her. Yeah. Comes back as good Nebula. Yeah, is pretending to be yeah, good Nebula. Yeah, but she's actually there for Thanos. Thanos. So they make the gauntlet once again. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to determine who should wear it. Do you remember who it is? Well, it was Hulk. Yeah, so Hulk is like, I'm the only one probably big enough to be able to handle that kind of charge of basically snapping the finger and undoing the uh, 50% that Thanos did. So he slaps on the glove, does the snap, and burns his entire arm up to his chest and then like part of his face from it and uh ant-man is looking out the window and sees a bunch of birds and sees everything and he's like hey guys i think it worked and then right then thanos's ship shows up and bombs the out right, of because Avengers base. evil Nebula has told Thanos yep. what's going on. Yep. So now Thanos knows what their plan is, and he knows that he can get the gauntlet from them and basically do whatever he needs to he do. He basically is like, I was going to take 50% of you guys out, but I'm taking all of you yeah. guys out now. He's like, no, it's personal. Mm-hmm. He bombs the heck out of it. Um, Hawkeye ends up with a glove because it had fallen down in the ground, so he's running with it. A bunch of the creatures from Thanos are chasing him. Mm-hmm. Runs out into the field and stuff like that, and the gauntlet gets passed from person to person. And like Black Panther gets a hold of it, he's like running around well, with it. Well, you haven't even said that they all showed up. Uh, well, that's what I said when Hulk did the snap, it fixed it, right? But in one scene, like they're all uh, fighting, yeah. they're fighting, they're fighting, and then all of a sudden, you see those little like round the Doctor Strange, the Doctor portals. Strange portals open up, and all of the characters that had passed away from the last movie all show, show up. up, and with like massive armies too, like the right. Wakanda army shows up yeah. to fight yeah. Thanos's army, all these massive amounts. So of people after show up. that, a bunch they, of Valkyries, they they start to like pass the, um, the gauntlet, gauntlet back and forth to keep it away from Thanos right or from any of Thanos's crew also because Thanos is chosen or whatever they're called like Thanos's children can't remember their name and anymore. at this point Captain Marvel shows back up yeah so they're all there as well so not only did it undo where all the heroes died it undid where the villains had died as well correct there was a really cool scene where all the female characters got together oh yeah it's where uh, Captain Marvel says I'll take him from here and he's like how are you gonna do that and he's like I have help and then all the chicks show up mm-hmm. to basically stand with Captain Marvel and help her out. It's a really, really cool scene. So it gets all the way to... Eventually Thanos gets it. And Thanos puts on the glove. You remember? And he's about to snap his finger to do it again. And Tony Stark runs up and grabs it and pulls it. But Thanos still has the glove. And Thanos is like, yeah, I don't care. And he snaps his finger and nothing happens. And then Tony Stark lifts his hand and you see that his gauntlet or his glove is basically holding all the stones. And then what, what does Tony Stark do? He snaps his finger. Yes. And what at what cost does that happen? Well, he, he's going to die. Yes. So Tony Stark does it, and because he because is... Because human. Yeah, he is mortal. Uh, his body cannot handle it. He doesn't have the mass that the Hulk does. He already has a weak heart on top of all that. Uh, so he um, basically pushes his body to the limit. There's a scene where um, Peter Parker shows up, and he's like, hey, we did it. You know, you did it. Like, all of Thanos' crew is gone. Blah, 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 blah. And Tony Stark's just kind of, like, gazing away, just not even looking. And then Pepper Potts shows up and was like, oh, my God. In her armor. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, and that's the thing. that She was the other one who showed up. She's wearing the rescue armor, which is funny because earlier there was a scene where um, Iron Man says something along the lines of, yeah, don't worry. Nothing I buy for Pepper she ever wears either. So it's kind of cool that she does wear the rescue armor at the end. And uh, she pretty much says, go ahead and rest, Tony. Yeah, it's really sad. It was a sad moment. It was. So he dies. He does die. And that one during uh, during the movie did not get me too much. Like I was like, oh, I was emotional because, you know, here's this character that I've known since 2008. But it was the next one that gets me the most. So now that Thanos has been defeated, he's gone.
gone, his armies are gone, whatever. Now they have to return the Infinity Stones back to their proper timelines. Mm -hmm. So they do the little thing, and Hulk's like, all right, go ahead. And Cap's like, I'll do it, you know. I'll, I'll take care of it. So they jump Cap back and he goes back to all the spots, but then he overjumps a spot and they can't pull him back. They're like, hey, he's overjumped a spot. And then like a few seconds later, this is the one I won't be able to talk about. You talk. Because this one's too much for so, me. Like, this is the one that got a, me during a the movie. Few, <laughs> a few seconds later, he shows up on a, um, a bench. On a and um, so, it's Winter Soldier Winter and... Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. Falcon. Winter Soldier goes, hey, look. And then Falcon walks over to him, and he's like an old version of himself. And he got to like go back and spend... You know, time with the love of his life, and he gives his um his uh Captain Marvel uh <laughs> <laughs> Captain America Captain America um shield to Falcon, and he said that like you know it's you now. So like he was like super just you know old, but very like happy, happy. You know that he got to do that. You got to see like a scene where he's like dancing with her, and they're just really happy because like because basically Falcon saw his wedding ring. He goes. Are you going to tell me about that? And then he goes, no. No, I don't think I will. So basically, at the end of this movie, we know that Black Widow, Iron Man, and Captain America, Chris Evans, Captain America, are not coming back. Because Black Widow remains dead from the Soul Stone. Cap, obviously, now like 80 years old is not going to be Captain America anymore. And then you have um, Tony Stark, who's passed away. So in that scene where he passed away, they do a funeral for him, which is a pretty cool scene. They show everyone that's actually ever known Tony. And Amy caught it. I missed it. There's a kid that's standing at the very back, like when they kind of pan through everyone. It's the same kid from Iron Man 3. That he spent all that time yeah. with. But he's like not a little kid anymore. He's like a teenager now. Teenager, yeah. But I mean, it was all of them. It was like all the Guardians, all the Avengers and their families, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury shows up at the, the very end. You know, just like all of them. They were all there and they sent off. And Oh, oh and Tony... Pepper and her daughter were there. Yeah, that's right. And um, and then they put like a little wreath on the on, on the, the lake on the lake where it had his his mechanical heart. Yeah. And do you remember what it says? Just as proof, Tony Stark had a heart because it yeah. was actually his uh, mechanical heart thing. So I think that was that pretty much sums up the whole movie in fifty-one minutes. Do you want to talk about the stinger at the very end? There was no stinger. What was the hammering? Bing, bing. It's over. But what do you think that means? It means that this is over for this part, but then there's going to be more movies, obviously. You don't think that hammering means anything specific? No. Like, you think it's going to... You think... Oh, okay. So at the end... Sorry. At the end, um, Thor gives up... Oh, that's is true. Being, you know, taking... You know, he basically ends up with the Guardians. Well, explain why. So he goes back to New Asgard and talks to Valkyrie and was like, oh, you're back. You know, she says, oh, you're back. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not staying. It's not, like, my place anymore. And then, do you remember what he says? It's your place. Yeah. This place needs a king. And then he gives, he basically gives New Asgard to Valkyrie. Yep. And then we see him with the Guardians of the Galaxy, as you Right, said. right. And then, and then there's, like, a thing with him and Peter Quill. Wait, what does he call it? What does he call the team? You don't remember? Mm -mm. So we see Thor standing in the, the Murano ship. And he's like, yes, we are the Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, it's going to be pretty funny if he ends up with them because, like, Peter Quill and him are going to go back and forth. Yeah, because like they're and then, arguing over who the leader is. He's like, don't touch my controls. And he, like, swipes right. Uh, he's like, I just told you not to touch it. He's like, no, 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 I know you're in control, but we should go over here. And he's like, we know who's in charge. Yeah, we do. 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> also, um, side note, the Gamora, the current Gamora is still dead. Dead. The Gamora that's going to be in the probably the new Guardians is it's, the old Gamora that is not in love with Peter Quill. Yeah, she there's a scene where Peter Quill first sees Gamora again, but it's a past Gamora who has, you know, it's fresh off of being like evil with not really evil but just questionable with Thanos. And hasn't not developed that relationship with Peter Quill. And he goes to, like, basically hug her. And she basically knees him in the nuts, not once but twice. And he says, like, first time you missed, second time you got them both. And then she looks like Nebula. She's like, really, him? Yeah, she's like, him? And it's cool. So there's that scene, but going back to Gamora and Nebula, uh, there is a scene when the current version of Nebula is captured by Thanos. This is before, like, way, way, way before. And Gamora says, what becomes of us? And she's like, oh, you know, I tried to kill you a few times. But eventually we become friends and we become sisters. Yeah, so and it's going to be... that's when Gamora helps future yeah. Nebula It's going to be super interesting watching the new Guardians 3 because we're going to have a nice Nebula and an, not an evil, but not like evil, a questionable but, yeah, Gamora. It's, it's a Gamora that does not mm-hmm. have that relationship with Peter Quill. Yeah. Or, or with Nebula, really, yeah. Yeah. That's so pretty much movie. like the only movie that they really set up is like what the potential is for the next Guardians. Um, anything else to add? Well... Are we going to talk about Vanderpump Rules? You want to do another Amy's Corner? Yes. All right, sure. (laughs) So coming up next, we have Amy's Corner where she gets to talk about Vanderpump Rules because she's too lazy to set up her own podcast. Correct. So what happened last episode? I don't remember. I barely remember it. Oh, this is going to be a very short Amy's Corner. Okay, let's just see. Um, Oh, Brittany goes and looks for her new dress. That's right. She's like, my body looks good in this. <laughs> she's super cute, Brittany is, because she's uh, she got that southern girl charm to her. She's su- everyone loves she's Brittany. She's really sweet. Everyone loves Brittany. And then, um, so she picks out her. Oh, this was the episode where she picks out all her bridesmaids, and Kristen thinks that she's going to oh, be it's the her because she's maid the, of honor, yeah. but she's not. Yeah, and then ends up being her best friend from like high school. Correct, and, and, and then. Who and else? then Katie is the matron of, matron honor. of honor. But Katie's a little suspicious of it because she feels old. Because, because the title of matron. Right. So there's that. And then did the boys go on a, a boys trip? No. No, they didn't. The the only thing that I, I don't even remember was the last one. But something about Lisa was giving both Toms a hard time. Oh, yeah. So and basically Lisa like Tom, went. Tom. Not. Yeah. Tom Sandoval's girlfriend was like upset about it. Yeah. So. Lisa was on TV or something like that. And so, like, a couple of se- a couple of episodes ago, Lisa had told them, you should go on this trip right get after Tom Tom opens. Get it out of your system because I'm going to work you to the bone the next year. So she basically said, you should go on this trip. So when they were in an interview, she kind of threw them under the bus. And she said, well, they went on this trip yeah. right after the place opened. So Adriana was kind of mad about that. Yeah. What happened with Stassi and Bo? Nothing. They were normal. I have Stassi's new book. How? It, oh, yeah. So we just went to New Orleans uh, for four days for Hannah and Lexi's birthday. Happy birthday, girls. And Amy brought um, Stassi's book, which, by the way, was a spoiler for me because in the show, Stassi's not finished writing her book yet, so I didn't know it was done. 
there was like drama about her trying to write the book and now I know it's done. So anyway, Amy was reading the book um, on the flight and tweeted about it and then what happened? Stassi retweeted me. Yeah, it was very cool. So Stassi actually retweeted Amy's tweet about her reading the book on the plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there was that um, puppy party. Oh, yeah, James and his girlfriend's puppy party. What's his girlfriend's name? I don't remember. But Blonde model. She doesn't. <laughs> Hi, you're just like all the animals on Vanderpump Rules. You'd be on like the evil team, even though I hate James because James is still, he keeps saying he's grown, but he still like snaps at, at a like, drop of a pin. Yeah. No, they had a puppy um, puppy shower. Yeah, because they just got, James and his girlfriend just got the dog. So they do like this invite for everyone. Well, they and just almost, get the dog. They had it for four months. Yeah, you know, it's like a baby shower. You can't actually have, be pregnant with a puppy. So. Right, but baby showers are before you have yeah. it. Yeah. Why are you like that? Why are you so anti-puppy? I'm not it's no wonder the dogs love me more no. than you. No, oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> um, I think that was about it. And then to this Monday is the last episode of the season, which we can talk about at. Where are we going to be next? Uh, we are going to be at a free comic book day, May the Fourth be with you. Yep, May the Fourth. And where where is that located? Southern California Comics on Claremont Mesa Boulevard. That's right, Jamie. So since I'm promoting you, feel free to give me uh, credit and stuff like that. It'd be really appreciated. Even though I don't get a lot of comics now. You get like one you but there are bowen statues that i could go for god even though i don't have room for those because of all my legos anything else no i think that was it we're probably gonna see the movie again i would like to see the movie again because there was definitely parts because i was so intent on trying to watch it all that i feel like i didn't get to enjoy it as much as i could as just relaxing because it's 11 years in the making it was i was trying to catch everything and my brain was like firing so fast i'd like to just be able to now that i know what happens just go and watch it and relax for sure so what are we doing the rest of the weekend oh tomorrow we're gonna watch game of thrones yes game of thrones we can probably talk about that at free comic book day because there'll be like two more mm-hmm. yep that does it and so here we are at just a little over an hour which is a pretty good sized podcast mm-hmm. all right so next time we'll see you we'll be sorry that it was all weird free comic book day well it was Why i don't feel i don't feel like we followed like the timeline very well yeah but it's we just saw it it's not like it's super fresh in our mind anyway we'll see you next time at free comic book day may the fourth be with you oh oh jesus what Go, what? what? I'm trying to end it. I'm just, what? End it. I, so, I was talking to my friend Cam at Tomcats, and she was making a little fun of me about the podcast, and so I said I'd throw a shout out to her. All right, so go ahead and throw your shout out. <laughs> I did. It's a shout out. Say it again. You say it. No, I don't know. Shout out to Cam. You read Cam. I know, but I'm not the one who made a promise. Shout out to Cam. All right, so you're going to tell her it's at the very end of the podcast? Well, I mean, no. I mean, you, 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 yeah. I'm not going to spice it, but at the front. <laughs> Cam, you'll have to listen to this all the way to the end to find out where your shout-out is. All right. Well, I couldn't throw it in anywhere. Sure, you just did just now. Okay. All right, and that's all. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www facebook.com forward slash comic relief podcast or go to our youtube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comic relief podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief p-o-d-c i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www. Dot Travis A. Richards dot com.